everybody. Welcome to Best Friends Club. I'm Renee. I'm Ashley. And this is Season 7, Episode 6, the one with the nap partners. Oh, I love this one. <laughs> it's a good one. Um, I should just start this off by saying, Ashley, well, you don't nap as much anymore. No, I don't. But Ashley Wish used to like nap with the best of them, like a lot of napping. It's impressive, honestly. I um, I just slept in general a lot. She's a growing girl. Yeah. I <laughs> really took it hard. Yeah. Whereas, like, I wish I could take a... Can you still nap, though? Like, are you able totally. to? Yep. Okay. 100%. You know, there's some people who can just, like, be like, oh, I'm going to take a quick nap, and they can then take said Do nap. That. And yeah. <laughs> I... It is so hard for me to take a nap. Pretty much the only time I nap is if I'm really sick or if I'm laying in the sun somehow it works like I can doze off like a but cat it's kind of like <clears throat> I think it's partially that yeah like I'm in the sun and I'm like warm but I think part of it too is that I actually have a hard time sleeping when it's like very quiet and then like loud noises happen mm-hmm. so I think when you're out, when you're laying in the sun, it's like there's like wind and like general like hum of, you know, the world around you. Yeah. Or or hopefully the ocean, one can only hope. But there's like enough <laughs> of a hum that rather than like laying in my room when it's, you know, bright outside and no noise, it's just weird. I don't know. You um, have always needed a lot, like a lot less sleep than I have though. Like, yeah, you can you can get by on a lot less sleep, I feel like. I actually said that to Matt recently. I was like, you know, I used to think that I could function on a lot less sleep. And I wonder, I feel like I need more sleep now. Not as much as most people, but more than I used to. Like, I need more than six hours. Like, seven hours is my sweet spot. Okay. Um, But I used to function on, like, four to five pretty normally. Oh, my gosh. Oh, like in my 20s, <sighs> I would go to bed at 1-ish and get up at like before 6 most days. Um, but I, I I said it to Matt and I was like, I can't tell if I needed less sleep or if I just coped with being tired better than I do now. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's it. But is that needing more sleep? Like I'm trying, you know, am I like, it's kind of like a chicken or the egg <laughs> thing. Like am I saying the same thing two different ways? <laughs> but... Because I think I was still really tired, I just handled it better, and now I'm kind of. But I think I think you like. There's a difference between so like. I don't think for me that I could just handle it better. I have there's been times when I've like not had enough sleep, and I've literally fallen asleep sitting up talking to people. Like <laughs> I just can't handle it. I yeah. my body is like no no she's going to sleep now. <laughs> And so I think that maybe you handled it better, but I also think that there truly are people whose bodies can just function with less sleep. Four hours seems crazy, but the whole like sleep when you're dead crowd, like, I don't know. I just, I will be dead sooner if I don't get sleep. Like, I just can't. I will be I, dead I, sooner. <laughs> I I need, I, my body just cannot function. And it's not a matter of like, oh man, I'm tired. We're all tired. It's like, I've, yeah, f- fallen. I used to sometimes fall asleep driving. Like, I fall like I never fell asleep at the wheel, but I would find myself sometimes like starting to nod off and stuff like Mm. I really need sleep. So I think eight hours is good for me 
but I've been getting so much, um, lately. I don't know if it's, I can't remember if it's like because of like lockdown working from home thing or just being boring and older. I don't know, but now I get like, I sleep really well. I don't wake up tired. I like wake up refreshed and I love it. That's good. Mm, Me too, but only after seven hours. (laughs) It's like hard for me to go to sleep before 11. Like I just, my body doesn't want to. I um, have started reading books before I go to sleep. And Mm -hmm. I actually find that if I have, like sometimes I like want to go to bed because I'm like, I want to go read my book. You know, I really enjoy that. So it's a nice little treat incentive. Mm, Okay. I'll try that. Maybe try that. Try that. Try a good book. Try being sleepier. Um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, The nap partners. Ashley and I have never really been nap partners because she naps and I don't. Although we did talk about how I napped in your bed. So it's kind of like napped in my bed. I didn't nap in my bed, but Ashley sure did. Someone had to. (laughs) That's right. Someone had to. It's just laying in there all unnapped in. Um, So uh, we have like kind of two well basically the girls go out for brunch and monica this is when she springs it on them that she is not picking the maid of honor they are gonna pick who is her maid of honor which i like how she tees it up where she's like yeah okay girls i have something i want to talk to you about and rachel's like oh my god it's here it's (laughs) like (laughs) yeah Good luck. Good luck. Hmm. Okay. Ah, just tell us. Like, she's so excited. I know. When Phoebe's like, I hope it's you. We're just like, me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so they're out at brunch. We'll get back to that later. But this woman, they make a toast and this woman overhears that. Snaps her head right over. Snaps her head and is like, did I hear you're marrying Chandler Bang? And Monica's like, that's right. And she's like, well, good luck. Which I feel like is so, <laughs> this whole scenario rude? is odd to me. Like, rude, number one, rude. Likeliness of happening, zero. Zero percent chance zero in New York City. Zero percent chance. Yes. New Zealand, I, like, I believe it. But like. At the same restaurant, at the same time. I mean, I know stranger things have happened, but, like, to have the audacity to, like, say something about it. Anyway, Monica comes home and is, like, this woman was, like, oh, good luck. And gives the world's most vague description. 30s, brunette, attractive. And Chandler knows exactly who it is. Like, he hasn't pissed off enough women in his day. He just knows who it is right off the top of his head. Anyway, my camp girlfriend pulls out a picture, whatever, just has this on the ready. It's just, it's so strange. I know. And, I've, I've um, always thought that about this episode, too. Like, it's a little bit of ran- a filler. Yeah. But I do think it brings up a good point because Chandler's like, well, we broke up because she came back from the summer and she was fat. <laughs> and Monica, you know, says how mean that is. And realizes that it brings up you know bad feelings for her i love when chandler's yeah. like you know what they say elephant never forget seriously good luck mary <laughs> seriously 
But Monica remembers, like, you remind me of my best friend, Louis Posen. He was my best friend, and I asked him to be my boyfriend, and he said no because I was too fat. I was too fat. Yeah. And she's like, I think you should apologize to Julie. Well, yeah, because he's like, do you think she's still, like, upset about it? And she's like, well, I know it would mean it would mean a lot to me if Lewis apologized to me present day, which is cool. Yeah. Um, okay, question. Okay, answer. I'm not sure if you have anybody that was like that mean to you that you're like still holding on to enough to call them out, their fiance out in a restaurant. <laughs> um, I personally can't think of anything for myself. Not that no one ever hurt my feelings. I'm sure they did. But like. I don't know if there's anything that like scarred me to my core. I'm trying to think if, well, okay, I'll ask, just ask you. Do you think you would want to hear from them an apology? Oh, okay. Or, so if somebody, if somebody like from my past. Like you're Julie. Yeah. Um, hmm. I think it depends. So, yeah. I can't think of anybody that so well, is that true? I don't know. Have I just r- cut them out? <laughs> it's possible, but that's what I'm saying, like something that scars you so deeply that you hear their name and you're like good luck marrying them, you know? Yeah. Like you're so compelled to say something. Um I so like I have seen I feel like this is a catching on trend I think it's a really good trend um of like people who were bullies writing people letters and apologizing like much later down the line Hmm. and um you know it's like I had a bad home life and you know not making excuses but just saying like I shouldn't have been so bad to you I had a lot more going on and I see now how it would have been terrible and I'm sorry um, Are they I doing this on so Instagram? Nice. Well, I like I've seen it shared on like Good News Movement, but it's always the people that got the letter sharing it. Uh, okay, cool, cool, cool. I was like, so I yeah. that that I'm I'm down with. So if somebody sends a letter and the person who received it was like, this is awesome. Yeah. If it's like, I want to take a moment to record myself to apologize. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm sorry that you hate me because I'm pri- <laughs> like obviously it's not that. But okay, no, I I do think um, I think doing it privately is is a very key thing because if somebody like publicly apologized to me for something that would feel performative it's not Um, my fault that i'm so popular (laughs) i think that the private it's also like okay so say somebody so say i was i was one of those people right and somebody wrote me a letter to apologize like i may or may not be ready to forgive them I may or yeah. may not still be carrying that trauma around with me. And so to have mm. it be public draws attention to something that I might yeah. not want to face. Um, totally. So to do it privately is cool. I have – actually, you reminded me. So there was a guy that uh, we went to middle school and high school with. I also went to elementary school with him. And mm-hmm. he was so annoying when we were in elementary school. Um, and you looking back – huh? Throughout – Middle school and high school, too. I was so mean to him. Yes. I told him he didn't. Yeah. I told him. You remember this? I told him he couldn't name oh, I know. 10 friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I felt so... He was really annoying. I mean, he was fine. He had a good group of guy friends. I think he... he, I don't know why you were so mean to him. Because he was so annoying. Do you remember your guy who used to annoy you in elementary school? oddly enough, they were best friends in high school. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Uh, Yes, but I was never mean to him. I just tried to keep my distance. You did... you, You... I guess you weren't mean to him. But when I remember... Whenever his name came up, you'd be like... Ugh, you like well, he also, detested him. His last name was one, literally one letter off from mine. So no matter what, we were next to each other. Like literally no matter what. No person was ever, it would be like Smith and then Smythe with an E at the end. Like there's no way anyone's ever going to come to your school yeah. unless they have your same last name and get between oh. you. And we didn't have common last names so like it was the two of you yes um I I just I rode the bus with mine and so he carried on annoying me and you know how annoying middle school boys are so he kept being annoying even into high school and so I think I would just like stick up for myself a little bit and pick Mm -hmm. on him back because he was annoying me so anyway Yes, I do remember telling him that he couldn't name 10 friends. He was fine. He had friends. They were all sort of the butt of each other's jokes. So sometimes I think he got the brunt of it, but I don't think he was like the one always being picked on. But anyway, I felt really bad about it. So in college, I like got in touch with him on Facebook and I was like, I am so sorry. That was so mean of me. You like had a great friend group and like, look at you now. Like, (laughs) Don't you, you remember like, one year he wrote in your yearbook, Ashley, have a good summer, like have fun with your friends. It must be have, nice to have more than 10. Yeah. <laughs> I think Guys, what I just, I didn't realize Ashley was a bully, but I see it so I clearly now. Um, I think I like saw something in college about like, you know, somebody just like their, their like childhood bully, like that trauma just stuck with it, which I think is very common. We know a lot more about that now and stuff, right? But I think I just felt so bad that I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, he was annoying me. So I was really mean back to him. But like, he was just annoying. Like my words could have like actually hurt him during like formative years. And so I I wrote to him and I apologized. And he's just like, seriously, don't worry about it. I haven't thought about it since. It's totally fine. And I was like, okay, he's great. He's got a gorgeous wife. He's he's landed. He's fine. What I'm hearing is you're canceled i might be canceled <laughs> no um no i'm not no. um do what i want somebody to look i i don't know i guess it depends and i also think that like just because you want to apologize does not oblige the receiver to receive it or forgive totally. and I, that's why i'm kind of like i don't For Chandler especially, like he's still making mean jokes about her. It doesn't seem like he's truly sorry. It it just seems like he's appeasing Monica and her. So like I I don't know if I would feel this is I don't think he's trying to be mean. I think it's just one of those things that like he thinks of her this way and that hasn't changed, you know? Like Well, I don't think he's specifically trying to be nasty, but You're you're right though. His mindset obviously hasn't changed because when he's like when they're talking about it, he's like She's like, how could you do that? And he's like, oh, I know. I'm sorry. But look, in my defense, it was a really long time ago. But then, and so he's like trying to kind of say like, that was 20 years ago. But then when she's like, well, she still remembers. Then he makes another fat joke. So like his mindset obviously hasn't changed. 
Yeah, and then he's like, I shouldn't have broken up with you because you were overweight. And she's like, that's why you broke up with me. <laughs> yeah, how did she not know? I guess he uh, just... He just probably her ghosted clarity. her. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't tell her. He's just like, it's over. Right. And I don't know. But um, I did have someone... They weren't necessarily, like, hellish to me. Um, it was when I first moved to Nashville. Matt was, like the the catch to be caught the hot bachelor he he was the here's the thing it's mostly that he's just really nice oh you don't have to justify i understand no no no. but here's the thing he he would be like oh i can help you do that and so most i saw actually Um. i saw like an onion article or something the other day it was like is he in love with you or is he just Midwestern? And I sent it to Matt because I'm like, <laughs> it's so true. Like, he just is very, like, he's a very helpful, like, he's happy to accommodate and, like, wants to be there for people. Like, it's just who he is. That it's, like, partially so how he was raised, but just his personality. But because he was always doing stuff like that, girls were like, oh, oh, he must be interested. I mean, don't get me wrong. He helped me. And I was like, oh, maybe this means something. It did, but it didn't for the rest of them. <laughs> it did for you. It did for me. But you know what I mean. Like, so yeah, a do. lot of girls were less than enthused when I just come waltzing in and we're like dating a month later, you know. And then like married um, three weeks after that. Yes. But like <laughs> there was one girl specifically who was very well known in the community that she was very into him. And they had been friends a long time and they had done a lot of like projects together and like different stuff. So I see where she's getting her like encouragement from, even though he was just truly being nice. Yeah. Um, and actually, a few people warned me when I like said I liked Matt. They were like, ooh, be careful. He leads girls on. And I see now he doesn't lead girls on. He's just nice. Yeah. Um, and they're taking it to mean – something more than well and just if they courtesy. think he's cute you know and they're totally. like totally well you see it right <coughs> um totally but anyway mm. it was very well known that she liked him and so when we started dating she didn't like that fair enough um and she was just kind of i wouldn't say she was mean to me but she like was a little bit cold and kind of weird towards me um it's just a little bit of an uncomfortable situation and I don't know. And for like a little bit, she tried to like force her way into a friendship with me. And I just felt like it was too odd, you know. So I didn't really like reciprocate that much because I didn't – it didn't feel genuine. It felt like she was trying to like get in and like get rid of me. Um, Yeah, It was just like – I don't know. You know, you can tell like this person wants something for me and it's not because they just like think I'm cool or nice. I know what Um, you mean. It was all very strange. It was just strange. And I never wanted to be mean, but, like, there needed to be some, like, space there. Um, So it was, like, two years later, I get a package on my front step and, like, a hand-wrapped package and a note. And I open it, and she had done a lot of traveling, especially to Asia. And she's worked with a lot of, like, orphanages. Um... And she went to school to be a physical therapist. She actually doesn't do that anymore. She works with like equine therapy now. But um, so she would go and do like medical clinics at all these orphanages and all this stuff. 
and she obviously picked up you know treasures along the way like hand sewn scarves and hand beaded things and all this stuff and she was like going through her things and she kind of had this moment where she wanted to give all her like travel souvenirs over the years like give different ones to different people like to share part of her you know travel and all that stuff and so she gave one to me she gave me these hand beaded shoes and then she wrote me this long amazing letter um that was so it was so sweet and she was just like I was very unfair to you when you arrived and oh, like, wow yeah and not like being overly hard on herself not looking for pity but just kind of like explaining that she sees now like what it was and I don't know and she was like I you know I hope we can be friends and it was just very moving and I had so much respect for her like it was at the point where like if we just would have never we could have not crossed paths after that you know what I mean like there was a season where like a bunch of people were hanging out a lot of those people didn't really hang out anymore not in a bad way just you know kind of like moving on stuff so we could have easily like just not really crossed paths it she didn't have to seek me out like that but she did and I was just always very impressed by that to like have the self-awareness to see how you handled something poorly and then to go out of your way to make it right I just I will always respect that um so yeah I have one small now you're friends well that's good yeah um I have one small and I oops sorry I just hit the microphone I do have one caveat, I guess, on this one, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to bring it up or not, but I do think that, like, as far as, like, going back to people that you wronged in the past to apologize, I think you should definitely think through your own intentions, the way that you're going to deliver it and what you're expecting from it before you do it, because um, I do kind of feel like probably not so much with, like, the Me Too movement stuff, but with some of the, like, summer post George Floyd a lot of people were like talking about going and apologizing to people for like oh I did this thing and I realize now why it was inappropriate and there's like a race element to it um not like I was a full-blown but do you know what I mean like maybe I said something and I didn't realize that it was offensive and now I do and I apologize and I just heard some people saying that they were getting a lot of people coming out of the woodwork that were like apologizing for every single little slight or thing. And it was just overwhelming. Yeah. So I think that doesn't mean that it's like right or wrong. I think it's all Mm -hmm. about your own situation and that person's situation. Yeah, totally. Well, because I think like if you're just apologizing to alleviate your own guilt, like there's something wrong there. Yeah, but would you even be be able to admit that to yourself? Do you know what I mean? Like most of us probably wouldn't know that that's all we'd think we were justified like no 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 you know or like I just it was it wasn't cool what I did and so I want to say sorry and yeah I don't know I don't know that we that but it's I think, a tough one I think the difference is if you go in looking for somebody to like absolve you you need their forgiveness or yeah. it's not worth it I think that's where like intention like your intentions really count like Chandler here like I feel like he really needs her to accept his apology because Monica wants it, you know? 
Um, I agree with you. I don't think you should apologize to somebody if you, well, this isn't true. I guess I just think that anytime you're going to apologize to somebody, you need to be prepared that they may or may not accept it. And that is okay. And that's their choice. But you should, it's still the right thing to do, I think, to apologize to somebody um, if you're heart is in the right place and yeah you're not just seeking to like I said I'm sorry or you know like make yourself feel better well that was the cool thing about like this girl is that she was like I don't expect anything like you don't even ever have to acknowledge it I just wanted to tell you that I'm sorry for how I handled things like it was just very I don't know if humble is the right word it was just like it was nice it was very nice I think there's there's like I can think of one example from college where a girl friend of ours like kind of just she I like it doesn't bother me on a day-to-day but when I was trying to think about like did I ever have a friend that like I had a falling out with and it was certainly not a falling out but I do think there was just some stuff she did that was not cool and it made me look bad to make herself look good um Mm. it's not that big of a deal like it at the time I was very like I was upset by it but it didn't like change my life. Do you know what I mean? But if she were to come back, so it's not like, so all that to say, like, it's not really that big of a deal. It's not like if I heard her name, I would be like, oh, good luck. Do you know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. um, if she were to like write to me and just be like, hey, that wasn't cool. I'm really sorry I did that. I would appreciate that. Yeah. So yeah. So I would like it. Yeah. Okay. So you heard of your first. Say you're sorry if you mean it. Don't expect much after that. <laughs> yep. Um, Perfect. But, uh, yeah. So Chandler makes a good point later after they get home and, you know, he's like, I'm not, basically, I'm not into you because of how you look. Like, I love you. You know? It was like, such a sweet little. It was little, sweet. It was and, so sweet. Because she's not wrong. I mean, I understand why this is so, like, jarring to Monica. Not only oh, is yeah. she hearing that she broke, he broke up with her because she was fat, ah, 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 but he called her fat at Thanksgiving, given he was a stupid 19-year-old with a flock of seagulls haircut. So what does he, <laughs> what does his opinion count, you know? Doesn't mean it hurts any less. Um, but, like... He does make a good point. Like, I'm in love with you. So you can be tall, short, fat, thin, two inches tall. Like, I love you. Yeah. Um, Do you, I feel like this is another one of those. We've talked about, like, just how sweet the Chandler and Monica relationship is getting mm-hmm. and, like, the sweet ways that they kind of, I don't know. He seems to be delivering a lot of just, like, very perfectly crafted. It's just really nice. Yeah. I ship. Yeah, it's cute. Um, and then the girls are trying to decide who's going to be Monica and Phoebe's. Sorry. Who's going to be Monica's maid of honor. Oh, yes. Um, and Phoebe is like begging Rachel to be the maid of honor and she's trying to trick her at first because she's like Rachel when I get oh because she's like we could do a a thing where I'll be Rachel's Rachel will be Phoebe's Phoebe will be mine and that way we all do it once and nobody you know so Monica suggests that which I think is a good plan now this is a it's kind of a good plan 
we know they're all going to be friends forever. But like, I know you always think you're going to be friends forever with people and just don't. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. That is the risky part here to me. Like, it seems like a great idea at the time, especially if you were like all in relationships heading towards marriage right now. But like, what if, you know, Rachel gets married in 15 years and they all don't talk anymore? But I mean, I guess you would be like, I didn't even get to be your maid of honor. Um, Yeah. But it's a sweet idea. And I'm I'm shocked, though, that Monica doesn't want to decide. Aren't you? Yes and no. So... I, yes, in the fact where I know that Monica, like we both know that Monica loves to control, but think about there's like so many times throughout the series where she doesn't like upsetting people. Like she has a need to please people. And so mm-hmm. I think knowing that she's going to hurt one of her best friends, she just can't do it. So that's why she's like, you guys have to do it. Like, remember when she like upset Rachel's mom and she's like, my ass is sweating. Like, Yes. Yes. She that's a good handle. point. She doesn't yeah. like the conflict. I, that's a good point. I think I hadn't thought about the long-term thing. I just kind of think like it's a really good idea to kind of like be each other's maids of honors, except the wild card of Phoebe, because I feel like Phoebe and Rachel have a good enough relationship where they kind of get each other and can kind of make it work. And then, like, Rachel and Monica, obviously, are, like, best friends. But I just don't see in what in any world Phoebe and Monica. Like, I just feel like Monica being Phoebe's maid of honor is not going to be what Monica wants. And Monica being Phoebe's maid of honor is not going to be what Phoebe wants. You know what I mean? So it's like mm-hmm. there's, like, that one broken link where that rotating doesn't work. Yeah, that's true. Um because as we know, spoiler alert, Monica is Phoebe's maid of honor. I know. And it doesn't, um, it's not, yeah. it's not good <laughs> for anyone. It's, it's just, it's not, it's not good. Um, But Phoebe, ever the trickster, is like, Rachel, will you be my maid of honor when I get married? <laughs> and like tries to hoodwink her. <laughs> and Rachel first is very touched and then she's like, oh, wait a minute. You just want to be Monica's. Phoebe goes, oh. And she's like, oh, that's what you want. Oh, and so then, funny. why does it matter to you? Why does it matter to you? And Phoebe says, because this one is now, and it's two of our best friends, and who knows what you're going to marry. And Rachel makes a good point. What if I marry Joey? Or Ross? Yeah. She's like, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. <laughs> but her next argument's pretty good, I've never been maid of honor, and you've done it at least twice. Yes, that's well, and that's ultimately what makes Rachel say, which she I says was yes. really nice. Yeah, she was like, you know what, it is you're nice. right. You've never got to do it. You can do it. That's actually really nice because she could have been like, well, then you can do it when it's my turn. You know, like she could have stuck yes. to her guns, but she didn't. Yes, and then they share the message with Joey. Who yeah. spills the beans that hopefully Phoebe does it better than the last time she did it for the girl down lie. the hall. Oh, and Phoebe's like, this is why you don't lie. Um, And then Rachel takes it back and Phoebe tries to take it back. And then Joey has a great idea. Let's yes. play Bamboozled. Maid of Honor edition. Doesn't that what, isn't this what it reminds you of? Yes, Totally. 
they do such a good job with the it's the production value of yes we're gonna come up with some ideas some hypothetical Um, situations it's such a great idea yeah exactly um they cut this part out but there is a a set where uh joey's like you know when i go i go to an audition and whoever they like best they give you the part but they cut out this part he's like send you the script you go to the set and then you shoot but right after that you're right back down in the street where you started from and that's and why like, I, I don't think, think a career in acting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're both like what <laughs> oh yeah um and he's like oh right maid of honor thing got it um and so him and ross are gonna be the judges because Ross doesn't have a family or an apartment or excuses to make up. <laughs> oh, Ross like last will do time. It. Oh, Ross will do it. Um, Did we forget about the 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 part that we forgot to mention? Like when he actually says the oh yeah, Ross will do it is when they do the trivia for the apartment. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, but they're like we're going to let Ross and Joey decide. And as they're leaving, Ross walks in and Rachel and Phoebe are both like laying it on thick. I love that. Oh, hi, you sexy thing. you. Yeah. (laughs) And he goes, wow, this cologne really is as good as Giorgio. (laughs) He's such a loser. Oh, he's such a loser. Um, But okay, so they come back to play the game, bamboozled style, and... uh, it's going to be on a score of 1 to 10, 1 being the highest. <laughs> no, 10's the highest. <laughs> Why, Ashley, is 10 the highest? Because 10's the highest. <laughs> <laughs> I love so that. Because Joey's just like delivers it so flatly. Here's the state yes. rules. This is what we're going to do. And then Ross is like, no, no, because 10's the highest. <laughs> because the 10's it's a great the idea. highest. It's a great idea. Okay, first up. Monica gets cold feet right before the wedding. What do you say to calm her down? Go. And Ra- oh, what would I say? Is that what you're asking? Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> well, what would I say if somebody that I was the maid of honor for had cold feet right before the wedding? Oh, gosh. I feel like if it like, depends and if you like really like their spouse or not. Yeah, I was going to say it kind of because I was thinking like, okay, if it was Monica, what if it was you? And then I was like, well, what if it was somebody else? And like, and I wasn't sure that they should have, you know what I mean? Like on the one hand, you kind of want to be like, if you're not sure about this, we can <laughs> like pull the plug because <laughs> you don't want to force someone to get married if they shouldn't. But I think I'd probably just, I'd probably say like, you're probably just nervous. It is really, really normal to be nervous. The second you lay eyes on them, yeah, you're gonna be, you're gonna feel like you're at home. You're gonna be comforted. You know, you love each other. But then again, if I felt like there was any shadow of a doubt that they actually there was a problem, I'd probably say like, let me know right now because if I need to handle this for you, I will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think cold feet is, is different than like. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, I think I do think Rachel does a great job, though. Oh, fantastic. remember you love Chandler, and I ran out on a wedding. You don't get to keep the gifts. Yeah, I like how they're like drawing, drawing from personal in your experience. Own personal experience. Nice. Yep, yeah, that was a very good one. Um, and then they go through the drunk uncle one, and Phoebe tackles him. 
Which oh, is yeah, that's right. Great. Went on to go with a little girl. Yeah, do you know? Yeah, that's right. So then Phoebe tackles, and they're like, very good. <laughs> and Rachel brings up a good point. She's like, she just made a scene. But I can't remember what their excuse is, but they're just like, hey, it was effective or something. They didn't, they don't really give. Oh, no, that's right. Yes. Phoebe's just like, do you want a piece of Phoebes? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they both give maid of honor speeches. And Phoebe takes the low road. The low road. Phoebe, I kind of want to pause here because this is what I was thinking before. Phoebe takes the low road this whole time. So she tries, yeah. first she tries to trick Underhanded. Rachel. Then she lies. Then she like tackles. Then she does the low road of like me and Rachel talked about this moment naked. And like, I don't know. It's just so like Phoebe just wants to win. Like, yeah, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. And it's true. She just wants to win. And it's working, honestly. I know. You know? I, don't, I don't like that it is. But but so they award it to her. They say it was close. It actually wasn't that close. We didn't talk about and Rachel's maid of honor speech. Oh, Scherz is really nice. It is. I do like how she starts with Webster's Dictionary. Defense yeah. <laughs> no, that sucks. Love that is sucks. patient. Love is yeah. kind. <laughs> Um, uh, love. No, yeah, and good. so they announced the winners, and Phoebe won. And uh, later, they're talking about it, and Rachel's really sweet, and she's like, I'm sorry, I was a baby. And yeah. Phoebe's like, that's ridiculous. We were all babies once. <laughs> but she's like, you know, if I, you know, you deserve to win, and if you're Monica's, that means I get to be yours. And she's just focusing on the positive. She's very gracious in the loss. Yes. Gracious is the right word. And I think ultimately realizing, like, it's going to be great either way. And whoever you get to be a maid of honor for, you don't get to be for someone else. So it's like there's loss regardless. And, yeah, she's very gracious in the whole thing. And then she pulls out this bag of gifts for Monica from Monica the store called Gifts for Monica. Yeah. Um. So sweet. A book of poetry she loves. Pictures from Halloween where she dresses as a bride. Um, a little purse for the rings. The vintage handkerchiefs. handkerchiefs. And the garter that was hers. Oh, and she wanted yeah. her to borrow it. So sweet. Re- honestly, so, sweet. so thoughtful. So thoughtful. Um, and then Phoebe finally comes to her senses and is like, you should be her maid of honor. Because... You've been thinking about this forever. It's And it means, it more, means to you, more to you. Which is good because yeah. it's true. Phoebe just wanted to win. And I think she was just, I mean, she loves Monica too, but I think she was just excited. But yes, she can see that like it means way more to Rachel. She's been planning this for a long time. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's good. Yep. Um, And then they tell Monica and Monica turns into Monica. A lot of really specific ideas. We should get together like four times a week before work, don't you think? Okay, four <laughs> times a week? What could uh, you possibly... Like, I don't care I don't do what... anything four times a week. No, I was going to say, like... I don't even think I go to work four times a week, honestly. <laughs> do I? Hope you brush your teeth. That's a lot. Um, I was going to say that, like, I don't care how grand and intricate and specific and big or whatever your wedding is. Like, unless it's happening in a month, 
and you have like, you know, you have to like hammer everything out last minute. What about like 63 days? Is that how long your engagement was? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There is still no reason to meet four times a week. Well, I didn't do anything four times a week, and I didn't have anybody here to help me. So, Yours was not specific, though. Like, we're well, talking about Monica. But still, we're talking about Monica. It's a like, lot. It's, it's Once like, a week is even a lot to meet with your maid of honor. Like, they're not your subordinate. I could see once a week just for, like, status updates and stuff. And so then, like, your free time and, like, every time the two of you hang out isn't consumed by, like, oh, by the way, did you send that email? Oh, by the way, did the so-and-so, like, what do you think about this? Like, can you let the girl, what about this date? Like, maybe you meet once a week. I don't know. Probably once every two weeks. Even that seems but like a lot. I don't think lot. that the maid of, I mean. Oh, yeah. The are they supposed to have that helps. many jobs? Well, they help with some stuff in the wedding. Like, absolutely help with opinions but like your maid of honor is mainly like in charge of managing you that day and like throwing your shower and your bachelorette party you don't you're not the wedding planner that's a really good point bouncing ideas off them is is totally normal and although you know how we said monica when we're like we know how that goes but she was the wedding planner wasn't she or was she just the maid of honor and dubbed herself also wedding planner (laughs) she had a mic set Oh, well, yeah, because uh, Phoebe's like, my wedding planner's driving me crazy. <laughs> so maybe she was, maybe maybe Monica is assuming that your maid of honor also does all the wedding. Gosh, honestly. Maybe, but it's, yeah, Ugh, I mean, Monica just can't help it. She can't help no. it. Um, but yeah, so Phoebe's going to be Monica's. Oh my gosh. Rachel's going to be Monica's. I'm just saying words. Just um, ladies. But it's official. Yay. It's official. That's fun. And lastly, we have the nappy partners. <laughs> nappy means diaper in New Zealand. Yeah. And the UK, um, I think, right? Yeah. Um, so they play the end of, well, we don't see it. We hear it at the end of Die Hard. Uh, which, what do you think? Christmas movie or not Christmas movie? I've only seen it like once. Maybe I've seen it like once and a half. And I've seen it zero. It's oh, do you have a thought on whether it's a Christmas movie or not? Well, it takes place on Christmas Day. It does, but predominantly like in an office building. So it's like right. I don't know. It's I it's like a Christmas movie in the same way that like there's certain movies like Harry Potter always makes me think of the fall or Christmas or like Mean Girls has a Christmas scene in it. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen it enough. No opinion. That's my answer. I feel like guys always want it to count as Christmas movies. So then when you're like, oh, let's watch a Christmas movie, they can say, they like, we die hard. Die hard. Not Hallmark. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. None of that English Um, patient crap. None of that English patient crap. I like Joey. He doesn't care. (laughs) Um, Keep lying to yourself, Kathy. In fact, they had that on the plane recently. They had those episodes on the plane. And I was like, her haircut just still bugs me. Yeah. Um, I hope that that doesn't resurface from the 90s. Oh, well, if it does, we won't be wearing it. No, terrible. Y'all want to walk around in that haircut? You help yourselves. Um, So I love that they're all clapping. And uh, Joey thinks he rented Die Hard 2. And turns out he rented regular Die Die Hard Hard 1 again. (laughs) We watch it a second time. It's Die Hard 2. Um, 
And then they say die hard. Die hard. And Chandler doesn't. Dude, and he's he like, didn't uh, say die hard. Is everything okay? Everything okay? <laughs> and he's like, I got plans. John McClane had plans. <laughs> I love this scene so much. I like know it word for word. I say that to Matt all the time. Like, John McClane had plans. (laughs) Um, But I love that Chandler's like, I just want to get out of here before Joey gets all riled up and starts calling everyone bitch. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? Bitch. (laughs) So good. Um, And so Chandler leaves. And I guess the other guys watch Die Hard 2. Die Hard 1 And... Yeah, and they wake up and scream, and they're like, what happened? They were having a sweet little nap together. Really sweet little, Um, they're like little spoon, big spoon. Yeah. And uh, they both get just awkward, and they're like, we fell asleep, that's it. Okay, you better go. We're going to talk later, but not about this. And Yeah, yeah, never talk about this again. Um, And later... (laughs) Joey is like, I think we need to talk about this because that was the best nap I've ever had. (laughs) And Ross is like trying to resist and Joey is like, come on, come on. You know it was the best you've ever had. It was the best nap ever. He's like, but it's over. I want to do it again. (laughs) We can't do it again. It's weird. I know. I love when he's like, you want something to drink? He's like, what do you got? Warm milk and Excedrin PM. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, <laughs> Joey. Oh, it's so funny. Um, There is a part that they cut out to where Joey's like, okay, the next situation is you find, you go back to your room and you find Monica taking a nap with Ross. I'll be Monica. Go. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's during when they're, when they're doing the judging doing for the, the maid of honor thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Ross is like, this um, is not a sanctioned scenario. <laughs> yeah. Not a sanctioned scenario. That's right. Um, but uh, they're after they tell the girls who won the contest, Joey's like, yeah, I really took it out of me. I'm thinking about going upstairs and taking a little nap on my couch. He's like, um, not that you need to know. Uh, just saying that's where I'm going to be. That's where I'll be. <laughs> That's where I'll be. And then at the very end, during the end credits, they wake up and they're like, oh, yeah, great nap. And everybody else (laughs) is standing there. (laughs) Oh, I love it. It's so so funny. And when Joey's like, oh, Ross, what the hell's wrong with you? And leaves. And then Ross just goes, excuse me. And just, (laughs) excuse me. Oh, Oh, it's so funny. Just gets out of there. Oh, that was so good. The um, I feel like the the nap partners little still is such an iconic little scene. I don't know yeah. that I've ever had platonic nap partner or anything like that. Just I think napping alone is more important. Yeah, I mean I'm sure like you've napped on a couch with someone, or like, but I think it's that they woke up like all snugly, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um I l- I feel like the way they stare at each other, they must have like broke a million times. Oh, I actually I read online that there are a bunch of bloopers. I'm I didn't get a chance to watch them before 
Yeah, I was going to say that we could find them, but I do. I, I know that I've seen one or two before. I don't think I've seen like the whole thing, but I did read that it took like yeah. forever because they they just kept laughing. They just kept like, because of course you would, man. And the two of them yeah. too, like David Schwimmer has said before um, in interviews and stuff, that's like when Matt LeBlanc does stuff, like when that one where they're like eating the um, trifle. Oh, and he's yeah. like tastes like feet and he's like it's good like he just like David Schwimmer kept losing it because he's just like for some reason like Matt LeBlanc just always made him laugh yeah well not for some reason he's hilarious I know why he's hilarious um yeah he is really hilarious uh but yeah I I think it's it's a cute little like non-important plot line yes it's really good um, but I think that's it. You want some more milk and it's et cetera PM before we, before we take off? Well, I am gonna, no, I, I think I probably am going to go take a nap in your bed. <laughs> that's perfect. I dare you to come take a nap in my bed. That would be amazing. <laughs> You're like, I dare come you. Come show up. All right. Do it. All right. Do on it. my way. On my way. All right. Okay. Well, I'll see Ashley in 29 hours when she gets here. <laughs> and we will see the rest of you next week where we talk about the, the one, one with, with Ross's, Ross's library book. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, enjoy your naps. We'll see you then. Enjoy your naps. Seepy, seepy. Night, night. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.